August 13, 2020. I'm Ron Scharf. I'm Avi Kaufman. And this is Accent Insights. Why don't we start off by revisiting some of these houses we've talked about and to see what's going on with them. We've been seeing a lot of things at sort of the market sweet spot, that 1 million to 1.5, 1.6 price point moving very briskly. And we'll talk in a future episode as to whether that's still the case, because it seems like maybe things are slowing down, that we've entered into what would traditionally be the summer market like a month or two late. But uh, today, let's focus on the higher end. A couple of weeks ago, we started wondering, you know, are the higher priced properties moving the same as sort of those, you know, bread and butter Brookline properties? Let's start on Kenwood Street. So to refresh everyone's memory, there was uh, a house with, with two units in it that it was the builder's house. The, the developers, Kenwood Builders, uh, actually lived in this themselves. They moved in and developed it. And there were two units uh 77 Kenwood and 79 Kenwood. 77 came on the market. It was listed uh, just under 2.6 million at the end of May and an offer after two weeks on the market. And that should close, I think, on, on Monday. Uh, they got their offer pretty quickly. But the other half of the house, 79 Kenwood, this was listed for just under 2.2 million. Uh, and this is actually still for sale after 63 days on the market. This is five bedrooms, four full bathrooms, almost 2,900 square feet. Yeah, it is. And and we looked at it for, for whatever reason, this one came on the market a little bit later. Um, and as you said, these are developers, they're, they're two brothers, um, and they do a lot of work in Brookline. And this is actually their sort of strategy. Uh, sometimes they, they will move into their own project and hold it. If you live in a home for two out of five years, then you get to not pay capital gains on the first 500,000 of gain. So uh, they did this, they used to live next door. Then they bought this house, um, and same same idea. One brother downstairs, one brother upstairs, um, and now I guess they're moving on to another project. They will sell this when their capital gains will take it tax free, which is an amazing thing. Um, but yeah, here it is, the second unit still sitting around, and I, I would imagine that is somewhat of a disappointment. This is the lower level unit, the first floor basement. Two bedrooms are in the basement, so that is somewhat less attractive than the upper unit, but it's priced in. Um, and this is a very common uh, situation in Brookline. These, these up-down two-family houses turned into condos with uh, bedrooms in the basement is very common. Yeah, we'll have to keep watching this to see what happens. This is a good bellwether for what's happening at the $2 million plus uh, luxury uh, newly constructed home uh, at that level of the market. Right. And, you know, just for keeping score, it's $763 a square foot is the asking price. It's a 2,800 square foot home. Um, and that is, you know, sort of the market price as we understand it. Like that's, that's not crazy. Um, it, you know, you might see that price for absolute new construction at this size. As, as the size gets bigger, the price per square foot goes down, but it's not crazy. The upstairs unit was 737 uh, a square foot. And you know, this one, you know, as, as Ron said, is 763 a square foot. Um, the actual difference in the price is close. It would have been $2.125 million. So, so you know, 75000 less. It's, it's slightly smaller than the upstairs unit. And usually the price per square foot is a little higher the smaller the unit. Right. So, you know, as we said before, and, and we're keeping our promise, we'll keep an eye on it if something interesting happens. We'll know, as Avi said, we'll know next week what the, up, what the upstairs unit went for. Um, and so we'll have a sense of their expectation. Um, I don't know how it works with two brothers when one sells and the other one doesn't. You know, I, I have <laughs> no idea if they're sort of just mushing it in one pie together. But, um, you know, we, we will continue to keep an eye on this one. 
So speaking of another pair of properties, these two are not next to each other, and they're not related except in that they're very similar, at least on paper in certain ways, uh, 33 Winthrop Road, Unit 2, and 67 Tox Death Street. Uh, that's right. That's right. And they, they are related in one way through me, because I built 33 Winthrop Road, and I built the house across the street from 67 Tox Death. So I feel very connected to both of these. But you know, as you say, there you go. <laughs> um, um, 67 Tox Death Street, we talked about is a, a slightly older new construction. I think this was built in 2011. So it still qualifies as, as relatively new. It was a very nice renovation. It's 4,500 square feet, a little bit more than 4,500 square feet. Um, their asking price was 2.8, which puts it at $618 a square foot. Um, down, down from the original asking price of $3 million. Down from the original asking price of $3 million, right. And this has been on the market for 52 days. And Winthrop Road, which I built in 2018, is on the market for 3.25, which at 4,900 square feet, so it's a bigger unit, it's got almost uh, 400 more square feet to it, um, that puts it at 663 a square foot. So um, much better per square foot price. But again, it's a bigger house. Price per square foot goes down as the as the home gets bigger. Um, and it costs, they're asking 450000 more for 33 Winthrop Road than 67 Tox Death Street. And at least in terms of what it has on paper, they both have six bedrooms. They both have four full and one half bathrooms. They both have the end suite bathrooms. They both have uh, a lot of that on paper that are similar. Right. They, they both have parking. Um, they both have fireplaces, all of that. So what's really interesting about this is 33 Winthrop Road, I got a call from the the agent who's selling to the people I, I sold it to, and he told me they were under agreement. And that was that was like 10 days ago. And it's still not listed on MLS as under agreement, but 67 Toxteth Street is listed as having accepted an offer just a couple days ago on, on August 9th. Now, I had I saw this and I had to wonder to myself, is it possibly the same buyer? Um, because you know, is a, it is a similar house. It's lower priced. If you're shopping one, you probably looked at the other. Um, so that's an interesting question. The anticipated sale date for Toxeth Street is is just about two weeks away. This is obviously an ag- aggressive buyer. It might be cash or largely cash or someone who is very well qualified or pre-qualified for their mortgage because they're moving fast on it. Yeah, and, and the 67 Toxeth Street is actually listed as under agreement. They got their offer after 38 days on the market. 33 Winthrop Road, as you said, it's it's all active. Uh, they have a note on here, seller has accepted offer for properties available for backup offers, which uh, is, is a question mark. What does that what does that mean? You've accepted an offer, but you're available for backup offers in a situation like this. Is there some contingency? Um, why why leave this as active? There must be something about this offer that's somehow unattractive, or at least they must have low confidence in it. Right. Something is weird because there are ways of indicating on MLS that, that an offer is contingent. Uh, you know, something still has to happen for it to become fully solid. There are ways of, of indicating that they're accepting backup offers. Um None of that is being done here. So uh, it does raise a question of sort of how solid that offer was. Um, you know, maybe they didn't believe it themselves and they and they wanted to leave it as active. So that's maybe a phone call I could make just to, just to find out out of curiosity. Um, I don't have a dog in this race, but I am curious. And I, I really am curious as to whether, you know, it was the same buyer uh, who just went from one to the other, because I would think you would cross shop these two homes. Mm. 
Um, so having said all that, let's let's go around the block from 67 Toxeth Street and revisit an old friend that we've talked about several times on this podcast, and that's uh, 5658 Perry Street. Oh, yeah. There's four units here. And we've been talking about this for, for several years uh, since they probably first came on the market. And this is not the first time these have been listed. This is a uh, beautiful new construction that was done uh, by Arco Design and Build. Uh, this unit is three bedrooms, three full and one half bathroom, and suite bathroom. Uh, this is unit two. This is a first floor and lower level unit, if I remember uh, and this has been on the market for, and this iteration, at least this one's been on for 172 days. And it was originally listed 1.68, then 1.65, then 1.6, uh, expired, reactivated. And now I, it looks like they've, they've accepted an offer. Yeah, it does. And, and you, you know, you went through that history and it sounds like a tortured history, but the truth of the matter is it's even more tortured than that. Um, because as we have talked about in the past, this is a, this is, um, it's, a, it is a four family, as Avi mentioned, it's a, it's a two up, two down. So mirrors, basically on the left side, there's an up and a down on the right side, there's an up and down and they are mirrors of each other. And we talked about this, um, in the context of things that agents do to keep listings fresh. And what these guys did when they started marketing this over two years ago in 2018, in fairness to them, it had not yet been finished. So marketing pre-construction is always a question mark. Uh, people like to see things done, but they would put one on the market, one, and then they would sort of offer to show anyone who came in all of them. Or really, you could see, you'd have a sense of all of them if you just saw two of them. And then when that one seemed like it was getting old and had been on the market for a little bit, they would you know, withdraw it and put a different one on the market and it would come up as fresh and show up on people's MLS alerts and, and it would look like, oh, new listing. And then they would, you know, I think get more people in. But with all of that, it still took two years to sell this. So it is it is like saying goodbye to an old friend. And Perry Street is a lovely block and and you know it is it's still new construction and uh, it's got a lot of nice features. So hopefully whoever bought it will be happy there along with the other three people who bought the other units. It's nice to see the developers finally uh, getting to the completion of their project. Oh, I'm, I'm sure this will be very, I'm sure they'll have a party. I'm sure it's a huge it. sigh of relief. And, you know, when this happens and it takes so long, I mean, at this point, they probably weren't carrying. Selling three out of four, they were probably out of their loan, but they're still paying taxes on it and they, they hadn't seen their profit, right? This is all, probably all of their profit and maybe some of their carrying costs in this one unit. So, boy, I would not have wanted to be them. Um, and they've been through several agents, actually, also. I think this is agent number three or four that they've rotated through in this long and winding road. So um, I'm sure, yes, as you said, they're, they're probably having a glass of wine and, and thinking maybe next time we do it a little differently. I don't know. Um, but they're happy, I think. And they're, they're beautiful homes. So uh, we, we wish uh, the new homeowners happiness and we congratulate the developer. Right. I think that's all we have time for today. Uh, as always, if you have any questions, we are at info at accentbrookline.com, or you can feel free to give us a call. We'll look forward to hearing from you. Uh, thank you for all your great comments and emails. Let us know uh, if you have questions about real estate or uh, suggestions for topics for the show. And as always, if you'd be kind enough to give us your five-star rating and let your friends know about the podcast, we always love to hear from new people. 